The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is the King of Bros, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. They're a couple of pussies, but they're not that bad. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here... Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> once again. Rough House so excited. Podcast. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to record this week just because there's so much going on. There's an ass load of news uh, to to dig to dig into here. Yeah, stuff breaking literally like right before we start to record. Uh, but I'm Marty. Hi, I'm Christoph. Welcome. And, and, Appreciate uh, you listening. Thank you, Realm Network. Thank you, OG538. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting time in professional wrestling. I feel like I, I've been saying that a lot lately when we kick off the show. But it is. Uh, but it is. And, you know, I, I, I just think, uh, I mean, just the past few years, how weird they uh, that it's been. Uh, you know, New Japan uh, has gone from something that I had to watch on third generation VHS tapes, being able to watch <laughs> streaming live, to being able to buy T-shirts in the mall for like yeah. five minutes from my house. Uh, we're at a point where Ring of Honor, where I used to go see it at a fucking rec center in Philadelphia, uh, is playing Madison Square Garden. More mm-hmm. on that later in this show. Uh, you've got uh, stars we never thought would be stars. Daniel Bryan in a main event angle go on on uh smackdown samoa joe and aj styles going against each other for the title but i think the weirdest thing this week okay is paul Heyman getting <laughs> emmy talk on yeah. mainstream movie blogs yeah it, it, it's, it's being picked up and discussed so uh, you know oh my goodness so on raw they've yeah. been telling the story of uh, of Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become, uh, you know, it, it started about Reigns and then kind of became about Lesnar and then it became about Lesnar and Heyman and now it's about Lesnar and then Heyman separately and then Roman Reigns and now it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's also kind of seeming like Roman Reigns is taking a backseat to his own title feud uh, slightly. Yeah, kind uh, of, a little weird. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be the main event at, well, you know what? Yeah, they probably won't we'll put Ronda on after Brock, I'm I don't think. I'm pretty confident it's it's going to be the main because yeah. I'll be honest, if if Brock 
uh, and Roman does not go over well, you don't want to be the guys who have to clean up after that. True, true. Very valid point. It's easier to just send some send everybody packing home uh, with a chorus of booze as opposed to have uh, another match for people to be ambivalent or revolt against. And some people might be leaving at that point anyway. True. Also true. But um, but it, <laughs> it is it's the main event of SummerSlam, which is the second biggest show of the year. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, it's a story that has been going on long term for mm-hmm. a couple of years. They're they're right. taking it back all the way to the build to WrestleMania 31, and you know they they showed a nice little video recap package there, recapping everything over the past couple of years uh, between Brock and between uh, Reigns, and now this this stuff with Paul Heyman um, coming to head with Brock seemingly turning on Paul and severing their their. Uh, business relationship and what Paul thought was a personal friendship and apparently mm-hmm. is not, at least in terms of the story they're telling. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, after Brock laid hands on Paul last week, um, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman had a sit down and interview with Renee Young on Monday Night Raw, where he delivered an outstanding uh, performance. Um, Unbelievable. Just very believable. Uh, Oh, yeah, unbelievable in his believability. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and such a, a different take from the Paul Heyman that, that we're so used to. You know, the madman with the mic that he's always been so bombastic, so outrageous, so in your face. Yet he brought so much to the table by being subdued, beaten, and fairly broken. Uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable yeah. is something that we are not accustomed to seeing Paul Heyman, um, not at all described as, or in that, that mindset. So it was, you know, it, it was rare and it, it kind of shows off, um, you know, his range as a performer. Um, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of this was scripted ahead of time, um, or mm. how much of it was off of his, uh, off of his cuff here. Lord knows he has the ability to speak extraordinarily well off the cuff. Very um, true. Um, and, and, and as talented as he is, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious. I'm, I really am curious to see if he was given bullet points or if he memorized something that he probably had a hand in writing. Yeah. Um, but you know, just I'm, I'm curious to see where those words came from, but they were delivered in, in such a, an outstanding way. Yeah. Uh, my understanding is all things Brock Lesnar creative wise, even uh, the very recent Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns feud, which tied right into Brock Lesnar. Uh, that's, you know, special project of Paul Heyman, right? It, Heyman's involved in the booking. Heyman's involved in the pacing of it. Heyman's involving in the planning of it. So I would assume that, that the promo came from him and I wouldn't be shocked if, if he just sat there and, and, you know, uh, did it live. And, uh, it, it was this incredible breakdown of, of, you know, how much Brock has meant to him, how, mo- mm-hmm. how important the relationship has been. I mean, this ultimately for a, a business that doesn't like you to remember things is a culmination of a 15 year story, you yeah. know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it was brilliantly performed, brilliantly executed and, uh, really 
you know, tugged at the heartstrings, yeah. uh, which is not something you typically say about a Paul Heyman promo. <laughs> well, yeah, because usually he's just out there boasting and and bombarding the crowd and and drawing heat, not necessarily cheap heat. He earns his heat yeah. um, when he's out there, you know, talking about Brock Lesnar defeating, conquering the streak at WrestleMania 30 and all of his accomplishments and all, and all this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, to, to see that side of Paul, um, was it was it was refreshing and the fact that like you mentioned and we tweeted out the other day that mainstream media blogs like slash film which is one of the you know most uh respected mm-hmm. uh did like a, about the long-term storytelling in play here yeah. and paul's performance and paul's history in promos and you know it was kind of it was kind of like um the um, uh, Landis, Max Landis. Yeah, the Max Landis uh, wrestling sort of isn't thing. wrestling video. Yeah, Right. It, it was kind of introducing the people who, you know, probably just psh, do one of those things, roll their eyes. Right. And pro right. But it kind of broke down in a really good way, that article about how, you know, pro wrestling is storytelling and how these people are performers. Yes, it's yeah. predetermined. And a lot of the stuff isn't, you know, as full contact as, as an MMA or something like that. But it really did a good job of, of explaining anything, everything and, um, you know, uh, praising Paul for his performance. Yeah. Uh, Slashfilm.com if you want to check out that uh, that really interesting write-up about it. Yeah. And and uh, I, I imagine uh, that there are probably some people in WWE that are very enthused <laughs> to see the word Emmy thrown around. Yeah. But I imagine there are those who are very angry that the Emmy is about a Paul Heyman promo and not uh, Raw 25 like they were trying yeah. To get an Emmy nomination for get it where you can, guys. Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting there. You're 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 inching your way back into the mainstream. Beggars take, cannot be choosers yes, in this take scenario. You can get. Yeah, um, but yeah, just just so crazy and so interesting as we are on the road to SummerSlam. Uh, I I still don't know where this angle's going to go. The the gut tells me Roman Reigns wins the title or. Roman wins the title, then Braun cashes. You know, we've we've yeah. talked about the scenario a few dozen times. Yeah. But now, if rumor, scuttlebutt, and innuendo are to be believed, apparently Brock is saying he'd love to do both UFC and WWE. So we could be in the same space, the same weird transitive property having freaking schrodinger's champion is he a champion is he not a champion you don't yeah. know uh for the next foreseeable future i i i don't know uh who who knows really what what's going to come out of SummerSlam? yeah one thing that you know is a good byproduct of all this is the fact that there has been added to it an air of unpredictability you know right Sure, my gut also is telling me that Roman uh, will get the title off of Brock. Whether or not Roman walks out the champ is another thing, but I feel like now's the time, if only just one, to get the title off Brock for whichever reason. One, he's going back to UFC. Two, if he's going to stick around and be a special attraction, that's fine. Every now and then have him do a match just without a title uh, because not having the title on the show consistently is not helping the title out at all. And um, yeah, you know, Roman Reigns got cheered yeah on raw yeah. He, if, he got cheered it, it's working <laughs> it, 
it's working you know holy shit it's working uh but uh, speaking of working and and speaking of, of of brock lesnar it is interesting that he's getting to work both sides here right now yeah. because i i had this gut feeling that uh and i'm i'm pretty sure i talked about it on the show before here's a guy who now that WWE is worth $6 billion and is making nearly $500 million a year off of TV rights, and got the UFC, which is worth $4 billion, and making yeah. $300 million a year off of TV rights, he has all the cards in his favor. Oh, he yeah. can say, Dana, I want to make this much. Dana says, okay. So then he goes to Vince. Vince, Dana said I could have this much. How much do you want to give me? He gets to play him back and forth. And yeah. I feel like... This, even though it's not a direct Monday Night War scenario, it's starting to remind me of that era where you'd have guys play Turner and WCW against Vince and WWF and start playing contracts against each other. And another thing happened this week, which I think is just going to make it even more interesting, which is as of this recording, so we're talking 8 o'clock p.m. on a Thursday night, uh, Ring of Honor has sold 12,000 tickets. In Madison Square Garden. Wow. 12,000. All in okay. sold 10,000. Okay. All right. You have to. You, all right. Yes, you're right. However, there's I, I an aster there asterisk are, there. There. Are, there, are, there are many asterisks there. It's it's the first time they've ever done MSG. It's WrestleMania That's not the one week. I'm talking about. Oh. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about, you know, from my point of view, uh, even being a fan of Ring of Honor, New yeah. Japan is the selling point for me. Fair point. Fair point. Ring of uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan. It is it is their their cohesive show. But still, twelve thousand tickets. It's, it's yes, it's very well, impressive for the general presale. And it yeah. sounds like not that many have been bought by by you know your stub hubs and your whatnot so far. Right. So far, we'll we'll yeah. see what happens. But you know the general on sale is uh, is like fourteen hours away from the time we're recording this. I know. What an interesting time it is to be a Kenny Omega, a Cody Rhodes, a Young Bucks, yeah. uh, even on the WWE side, a Daniel Bryan, an AJ Styles, a Shinsuke Nakamura. Hell, you go even lower. Your your good brothers, your Hangman Pages, your Marty Skrulls. If I have a Ring of Honor deal or a New Japan deal that is almost up, if I have a WWE deal that is almost up, uh some pastures are looking greener than they did before because there's a lot more green involved than there was before. Yeah, man, shop yourself around. And I'm sure all the aforementioned people are, yeah. um, you know, in terms of Kenny and the Bucks and, and Cody, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that all deals have been directed to them without even asking. Yeah. Uh, and, and Young Bucks adding a whole lot of um, fuel to the fire when they recorded a couple scenes from being the elite outside of Full Sail University. Yeah, yeah they know what they're doing, though. They're they know what they're doing. Very smart at what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. They're very good at marketing themselves. And again, they're playing both sides. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine those are the people which, you know, on whichever side of the coin they fall are going to make out with the most uh, most greenbacks in their back pocket there. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, if if I'm Vince McMahon, if I am Triple H, uh, I, I, I refrain from calling him Paul because I feel like a douchebag when I say that out loud. Um, I am thinking I have NXT takeover. Uh -huh. going head-to-head -head with Ring of Honor and MSG. The mm -hmm. only people who have been officially announced so far for that Ring of Honor New Japan show are Okada, mm -hmm. Naito, 
Tanahashi, and Bully Ray. That last one really stands out, but that's besides the point. Right. Those are the only people who have been announced because they're the only people under contract. I thought Skrull was under contract. Is he not? I thought yeah. he just signed a, well, a, a re-up. He, he, he may have, but okay. I'll, I'll say they haven't announced him yet. Right, 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 right. So what I'm getting at is if they throw money at the elite, I think it would be huge to have the debut of the elite at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn during WrestleMania weekend opposite of the Ring of Honor New Japan show. Yeah. I it mean, would, it would be unprecedented. I, I could see them signing these guys to multi-year deals just to kill this one show. Yeah, but I, still, I don't think it would completely kill the show because by that no, point, it would probably by, by be that already point, sold out. Are sold. But yeah. this would mean you can't do round two, round three, round four, however many of these big arena shows, you know, that, that clearly, if they do it once at MSG, they're going to try it again. Yeah, no, they and they probably will. And, yeah. you know, but that's that's the thing about this business, even though people, you know, jump to the the the, the, the big ship, the, uh, mm -hmm. the big show, not mm -hmm. not Paul White, but the yeah. Fed. Um, there's always the next uh, next group up, you know, yeah, club has been the hot thing for years. L.I.J. Mm -hmm. has, has gotten a lot of steam recently, mm -hmm. as well as the um, what are the, the Tongans calling themselves now? Uh, uh, the firing squad, firing squad. That was, was going to say killer elite squad, but I knew that wasn't it. Yeah, yeah. Firing squad. So they're they're on the rise. Their stock is rising. Mm -hmm. You know, there are other other marketable uh, people and factions and T-shirts oh, yeah. to be sold and pop vinyls to be made yes. um, out there. Uh, if you put out a Nido pop vinyl, I'm going to buy it. Okay? Uh, I'm there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's um, it, 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 it may, it may sting a little bit. Um, but again, you know, if they're buying up uh, all these other people and you have your aforementioned Daniel Bryan, who maybe doesn't want to uh, continue uh, going on with the WWE lifestyle, which I have a feeling he will at this same, point. Same. But you know, if uh, if if New Japan and or Ring of Honor can court him back for some big shows, then there you go. There's your money maker. There's there's enough people out there that can be shuffled about right. um, to make a lot of money in a lot of different places a bunch of different times. Yeah, and and the thing that's so interesting right now is. It, again, it feels like we're we are on the the precipice of that shift because uh, in another big news story this week, All In officially announced the broadcast plans. Yeah. All In being, of course, the gigantic independent show being put on by Cody, uh, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks in Chicago coming up on September first. Over ten thousand seats sold for it. Totally sold out the Sears Center, and they announced that uh, it's going to be available on pay per view in multiple formats. Mm -hmm. uh, Fight.tv, which uh, reminds me, bit.ly slash roughhouse all in gets you 15 bucks to fight.tv. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So Good just man. go. Just head there and you get 15 bucks off the show that drops it down to 25. Uh, it's going to be on the Honor Club. Uh -huh. It's going to be on actual standard cable pay-per-view, which yeah. is crazy. Apparently you're paying a premium for that. It sounds like to pay on the carrier, it's going to be 40 or 50 bucks. And the most interesting bit is the first hour of the show from 6 to 7 Eastern time called All In Zero Hour Great is going to be on WGN America. 
Yeah, which is based in Chicago, which makes a whole lot of sense. But and, it's um, all over your cable. It uh, is. Yes, yeah, that's everywhere. that's national, baby. Yeah. That is that is an hour of free pro wrestling, uh, one of the biggest shows of the year for free. Um, so yeah, that that's huge. At least two matches, including the fifteen person uh, battle royal, and I think uh, is the tag match on the pre show as well. Uh, the Bucks, yes, or uh, not Bucks, Briscoes and Briscoes um, and SCU. SCU. Yeah, yeah so, uh, Kazarian uh, and Scorpio Sky for that one. Right, because Daniels later on is facing Stephen Amell yeah. um, on the proper pay-per-view. So, yeah, you, yeah. you get an hour of a free and, you know, landing, even even though it was just an hour, apparently they wanted to do the whole show yeah. um, on WGN. They offered um, some money, but it, it went against the format that the guys wanted to do for the show. They right, wanted a, right. a pay-per-view feel and not a, a Monday Night Raw feel. They want they didn't want commercials in the middle of their matches. Nor stuff. did they want to be stuck to two hours, which apparently was what because uh, WGN is the one primarily mentioned. Apparently there were other cable networks they were shopping it around to all wanted two-hour block with commercials. They wanted the ability to have a full, it's going to be a four-hour pay-per-view, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern yeah. Time. Uh, five-hour show if you count the pre-show. Uh, meaning this is independent wrestling WrestleMania at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, if this does well, and you know, there have been other things like this where you go, well, if that does well, like NXT was on USA a, a few months back. Yeah, uh, that really didn't do anything. Um, you, you've had impact on any number of stations over the years. We go, well, if this True. is the one that works. If this works, if all the eyes are on WGN, does WGN go, well, it's time for us to buy wrestling? Yeah, it it could only be a good thing for the business. I mean, I don't know if they strike a deal with Sinclair to get ROH on there Mm -hmm. um, or if they, you know, impact. um, Yeah, I'm I'm not sure of the the reach. uh, What's impact on pop? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's on pop. And, okay, uh, all right. I don't even know. What, I haven't had cable in a couple of years. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's still a thing. It's still on there, and it's a fraction of the reach that WGN has because WGN is is one is you know like basic tier cable. Like it is, it's, it's like TBS. It's like yeah, super. Exactly. It's a super station. It's exactly. it's a local station that is broadcast nationally. It's 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 a sen- I mean, if you're drawing the parallels with WCW and Turner, it's yeah. TV. One hundred percent, and and that's what's so interesting is is we are in this moment right now where yes, you can argue that pro wrestling is popular with a hardcore fan base, but lots of money's being thrown at it. If if you know Fox and uh, NBC Universal were willing to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on it. I wouldn't be shocked if much the way Bellator got a sweet deal after UFC had a sweet deal. If there's going to be another company, Ring of Honor, Impact, could be a third-party company. What are you thinking of? Maybe Mark Cuban uh, takes New Japan's deal and gives it to somebody else. Yeah. There is this big possible change that that could happen at any moment. And and it, it, it's all coming together with you know, just the that that perfect storm of things. WWE getting the big TV deals all in selling yeah. out and MSG selling out for Ring of Honor. It could be a, a very, very different wrestling landscape a year or two from now. So WGN America is is owned by Tribune Media, 
oh. which should ring a bell to you because that was the company that Sinclair was trying to merge with. Yeah, and, and that fell apart them. today. Yeah, so yeah. A, a, lot, a lot of craziness happening right now. Okay, so it's going to be Impact or yeah. New Japan, I guess. Not Ring Maybe. of Honor. <laughs> well, hey, how about this? What about uh, my the, the one that's near and dear to my heart, Alucha Underground? Oh, perhaps. El Rey Network doesn't have uh, an amazing reach, and their numbers are, you know, they're doing about 110 between 110 and 115,000 weekly, I think, about on Lucha um, ratings wise. So that's yeah, it's not uh, not not great, but not uh, not the worst. They've you know they're doing okay in terms of the El Rey network. But if you yeah. throw something like that on a WGN America with a bigger reach, um, then maybe you can get some more eyes on it and save something like that. You know, there's there's a ton of organizations out there. You know, there's there's MLW, there's there's you know, there's a million. There's yeah. a shit ton of, of wrestling out there for your enjoyment. Um, yeah. and I'm sure, you know, like you said, if this goes well, then they're gonna be eyeing up some some things to to snatch up and, and toss on TV. Yeah, well, we go from the superstation in Chicago to a straight edge superstar in Chicago. <laughs> uh yeah. King of the segues, my friend. As uh uh some <laughs> Some kind of shitty news had come out today from Chicago, Illinois, as uh, the fallout from the Colt Cabana CM Punk Chris Amon lawsuit continues as Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk, ladies and gentlemen. If I may quote yes. the poet uh, William Axel Rose. Yes. Nothing lasts forever, and we both know hearts can change. Uh, it, it's fucking November rain happening between Colt and uh, Punk right now. Apparently, yeah. their relationship has been strained um, for for some time, mainly right. because of this lawsuit that you know Colt was just trying to just trying to give his buddy a platform to tell his story, and he got he got dragged through the mud and and through this trial and all this mm -hmm. other stuff, and uh, you know <clears throat> Punk apparently uh, they had a, a text message deal saying yeah. that punk uh, said that he would vote and then he apparently reneged on the deal so uh punk's balking yeah. at, at at paying for colt's legal fees of which i'm sure they were substantial because this was not a quick one and done trial well, this lasted a week or so or, or yeah uh, i mean when you think about it the trial it's the trial itself was uh like a two-week process but the entire lawsuit or lawsuit yeah. ordeal went over a year, a year. um here's something fun uh thanks to the magic of the internet so uh I, I believe the original chicago uh tribune article i think it was chicago tribune um they included a copy of the actual lawsuit right um someone some uh, fine person on the internet pulled probably the most important section and uh i'm just gonna go ahead and say this i think after more people hear the the diction of this we're gonna hear a lot less cm punk chants in arenas so uh so here's the breakdown and it gives us the okay. numbers so uh this section reads uh, however, in late April of 2016, and despite Brooks's uh, Brooks being, of course, CM Punk, Phil Brooks, yeah. uh, representation agreement to make sure that Colton, Scott Colton, Colt Cabana, would be quote unquote 100% covered with respect to the claims in the Amon lawsuit, Brooks suddenly demanded that Colton pay one or more of uh, the firm's statements for legal services in the lawsuit, emailing to Colton as follows. And this is how he has emailed a friend. Oh, no. To date, I have spent $513,736 on this Amon lawsuit. My outstanding current bill is at least 300 k Half of all of this is yours. 
divide the 513 736 by two and that is what you owe me and what i expect you to pay me starting now i will no longer be paying your bills you're on your own whatever my bill is currently will be cut in half and half will be yours if you choose to make this all ugly that's fine too i hope you won't but i gave up on you doing what is right a long time ago oh oh did he like put your bff or sincerely or <laughs> warm regards or the lannisters send their regards uh, uh, or... i i don't i don't have any more of the email besides that section but <laughs> jesus, jesus christ, christ. <laughs> that is cold fucking blooded so i had heard through the internet grapevine yeah. um twitter. that Yes, Twitter, uh, the Twitter sphere, uh, that uh, Punk and Cabana had 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 a falling out, not just about this lawsuit, but apparently Cabana decided while this lawsuit was going on that he was going to visit some friends backstage at the WWE show, and right. Punk saw it as you know uh, hanging out with the, the yeah, yeah. partying with the enemy. As I bang my elbow on my desk, uh, skills, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, podcasters. Yes. Um, so he exactly he did not he did not take that very well, and oh, yeah, I it's just this this thing changed Phil Brooks forever. 100%. 100%. You know, he, he was good friends with a lot of people in that locker room. Kofi mm -hmm. Kingston, uh, some of the other guys he came up with through the Indies, mm -hmm. um, and once everything happened. Uh, he took personal offense to these people continuing to do their jobs uh, that they signed contracts to do. Um, and he kind of wrote off everybody. He, you know, nobody's flat out said it, but more or less his wife quit for the same reason because of what right, was going on right. um, with him. And yeah, he, he's, he's ruined friendships. Like if you would have put, you know, asked anybody, any smart uh, who the, you know, one of the biggest, pairs of best friends are in pro wrestling you mm -hmm. may have said cm punk and cole cabana a couple years yeah. ago but before we had trent and chucky yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and, <laughs> and, and 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 you know aside from like worker ants and, and and one of the other ants but yeah. uh um, very true but this and and, and, and here we are you know it, it's it, it speaks to the character of phil brooks and how he feels about pro wrestling um on the whole and anybody associated with it right now and but yeah. the fact that you said that you were going to do this and this was something that he instigated in right. doing the podcast right um it, it all falls back on him and he's a shitty human being uh for backing out of that deal yeah uh it <sighs> I don't know if you recall the the CM Punk uh, DVD, uh, the one that's uploaded on the network. I forget yeah, the title. Yeah, yeah. Best was. in the world. Best in the world. Thank you. I, yeah. I couldn't recall if it was that simple. Um, <laughs> there was a whole section in there that was basically dedicated to CM Punk. Such a nice guy because like he yeah. uh, he bought Joey Mercury's house. When yeah, he looked like Joey Mercury is going to lose it. Um, and there was something about that that kind of rubbed me the wall the wrong way. Like on one hand, it's cool that Punk did something like that. On the other, to have that mentioned about you in a DVD special that you're helping to produce. Yeah, it, pat yourself it, on the back, self high five. Right, and and in turn, when you when you combine it with this, look, the whole WWE or sorry, Chris Mann suing Punk and Cabana thing sucks. 
That's the type of thing that would ruin a friendship. But to be the type of guy who say, don't worry, I got this, and then go, half of it's yours. It's like if it is a, a very blown up, ridiculous version of like if you ever go out to dinner with a friend and they order everything expense, expensive and say, don't worry, you got half of this and you just yeah. ate like a salad. Like yeah. my involvement in this is, was very limited. Right. right. <laughs> you know, there, there's no way that we should be doing this 50 50. Yeah. I'll pay my part, but I just, I don't, I don't know. And if, he, know. if you know, if he had given them a heads up, they say, Hey, you know what, if we're going to do this, we'll do it 50 50. And then at that point, Colt probably would have said, nah, man, this is all you, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, let's settle this. I'm out. Yeah. You know, th there were a number of different ways this could have gone. Um, CM Punk, uh, pretty sure much more financially secure than a uh, Scott Colton uh, yeah. at this point in, in, in life. And this, even with, you know, with that UFC deal, he made a couple mil off of mm -hmm. um, just on its own. And he sells, still sells a bunch of shit on pro wrestling tees and all the money he had made and banked uh, yep. through his time on top of WWE. Uh, and, and he's supposed to be uh, a host of uh, what's that show on, on Netflix. It's kind of like Ninja warrior ultimate beast master. Uh, oh, really? is, he yeah. is that yeah. is that up on netflix already uh prior seasons are the new oh, season okay. one of the hosts as is wade barrett it's very weird because oh, um, okay. the idea behind uh, the idea behind uh I, i've watched only like three episodes because i couldn't stand this the <laughs> idea behind ultimate beastmaster uh not only a using the name of beastmaster but b it's it's basically like ninja warrior okay but what they did was, as opposed to, uh, say, like American Ninja Warrior, where you have those two guys just kind of screaming uh, nonstop during the mm -hmm. show. Imagine if each region, which not just Americans, but imagine, you know, you have people from the UK, you have people from India, Japan, what okay. have you. Imagine if A, they all had their own commentary teams, but B, they were all commentating at the same time. Why? Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know, but we're on like season four. So wow. I guess, I guess right. it's getting watched. I, I couldn't make it through two episodes. It, it, it was it was one of those things where I, I tried really hard to get into it, but it was just like there was too much going on. Like I, I find the commentary on Ninja Warrior to be irritating enough because it's Matt yeah. Eisman yelling nonstop uh, about, you know, the blank ninja getting it done or whatever. Uh, just imagine a dozen people yelling about it 11 of them in languages i don't know Boy. and yes there's subtitles but uh, it's just like it, it, sensory overload but yeah cm punk and wade barrett will be on the new season of that so i guess he has some money to help cover all of this right uh, cole caban is a podcaster and an indie wrestler like yeah and he does commentary on ring of honor but that's indie wrestling so yeah yeah uh, if, if that dude's if he's in the mid five figures He's doing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's true. And it, it, it's a shame. And, you know, uh, like you said, it may lead to some fewer people chanting CM Punk. I doubt it because people for whatever reason, continue to support that guy, even though story after story comes out of him being a terrible human being. It right. is what it is. Um, it, it's shitty. Uh, and I hope, uh, Cole Cabana takes his ass and wipes the floor with him in, uh, in the courtroom because, you know, it seems like it's pretty, Cut and dry there. 
Yeah, yeah. Speaking of pretty cut and dry, how about the Raw main event this week? Look at Chris this guy yeah, and his fucking segues. Yeah, I'm ready for him this Sipping week. Sipping around the room, not even yeah. moving legs, just segueing all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Ronda Rousey, the uh, I don't, I, you know what? I think I heard them say this at least once. She's the oh, baddest no. uh, woman on the planet. Okay, they okay. said it fifty million fucking times. We get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, she had her first match against uh, Alicia Fox. Yes, uh, on, on Monday Night Raw, and it man, did they milk that for every fucking thing? Uh-huh. Pre-match promos that were way too long and not that good. Post-match promo with a little beatdown and the match itself and the video hype package. Who? I mean, I'm I'm on Team Round Ra- uh, Ronda. I have such a hard fucking time saying that. Ronda, um, Ronda <laughs> Rousey. Like yeah, Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. She's Rousey. I'm gonna call her <laughs> Rousey from now on. She's one name. That's it. So let it be written or yeah, said. Yeah. So yeah. let it be done. Rousey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it was it was it was a bit much. It was a bit much. I I admired from a storytelling standpoint that they made you interested in the third hour of raw yeah by basically telling you every break this is gonna happen you need right. to see it like it, it was it, it was it was old school wrestling storytelling yeah. this thing's gonna happen later in the show you want to see it let us tease you along the way yeah, yeah, yeah so job well done in terms of making people want to see the match the match itself though it was built up for for alexa run like that yeah. that's that's what it was and well, yeah i don't know that i should have expected anything different um i i thought maybe the the interference with alexa was a little much um but you know all things considered not a you know it's another decent showing by ronda and it's another angle that got done what they wanted to get done so you know it did. It was uh, just a little, little heavy-handed yeah, uh, yeah. For, for my personal taste. But like you said, it accomplished what they wanted to uh, do with it. Um, also on Raw, uh, what else did we have? We had a little more Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman stuff with Braun lifting up the stage with holding uh, the Owen Kevin Owens show and set. Hall yeah. And uh, Sunil Singh. So that was that was fun. Braun seems like he's losing a little bit of steam here. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like once we get out of SummerSlam and we get have a new champ or, you know, another new direction for a champ, I don't know. Maybe Braun can, can start focusing on, on teasing a cash-in or just fucking do it. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Uh, they announced for next Monday night, this coming Monday, a triple threat mm-hmm. tag team match for the uh, Raw tag team titles, the B team mm-hmm. defending against the Deleters of Worlds and the Revival. So that yeah. should be great if they oh, give yeah. it a good amount of time. So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, and I'm glad they're not shoving it on SummerSlam because SummerSlam yeah, which, which is act. It's 11 matches deep already. Yeah, that's a lot of matches. Um, and uh, I, I, I also agree uh, that I hope it gets some more time. I kind of assume uh, it's not going to be the Leaders of Worlds because it sounds like Matt Hardy is probably going to be taking some time off soon yeah. apparently his he's lower literally back broken hip, he's literally broken his lower back and hip are fusing yeah uh, that's nightmarish yeah that doesn't that's, sound fun at all um what do you think of the b team's new theme by the way uh it, it's i like it i like the old one better though yeah yeah i, I mean it, it it works for the gimmick it does but uh you know i it's i, I fun, agree but it's not uh it's not not what i these battles go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Battles. uh speaking of, of of raw and speaking of SummerSlam, uh how do you feel about the fact that we're getting finn balor versus baron corbin at SummerSlam? i don't care, I don't care. <laughs> 
Don't care. I have no comment. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying they they could have definitely uh, made that a brisk ten match card as opposed <laughs> to yeah. eleven. Um, you know, how long is the pre-show? Is a pre? Is it an hour long pre-show? Uh, pre-show? I think it's I think it's an hour pre-show, but I figure that's where they're gonna throw Cedric versus uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah, which is a shame because those guys uh, are great, uh, but yeah. the cruiserweights at this point uh, aren't getting on the main card anytime yeah. soon. And probably, probably we'd see B team and Revival on there because you know they're going to run that back. Uh, that's twelve. God damn it, that's a lot of matches. But yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Um, hopefully, the Revival picks up some uh, some gold here. I like to see them run with the the, the Raw Tag Team Division. Needs some work. Need some yeah. help right now. The AOP have been a non-factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Revival are starting to get a little steam back, which is nice. Thankfully. Um, yeah, the Leaders of Worlds, you just talked about them. Matt's a little banged up, so we'll see what happens with Bray, whether he goes solo again or not. You got the B team there. You got uh, – oh, is that it? You got uh, – oh, uh, Titus, uh, Titus, Titus Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. And then um, – That was terrible. <laughs> I apologize for that. Uh, millions of dollars. Got that stutter money. Got the, st- 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 stutter money. Uh, Darren Young. Uh, what is he up to? Is he still wrestling? Uh, he uh, got out of W or he was released from WWE. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't know, I, I don't remember pop- seeing him pop up on any indie dates or anything. Uh, I think he's been signed for some, but I don't think it's been anything major. Uh, okay. There, nice. There isn't a big uh, market for Black John Cena, I guess. <laughs> well, he was capable. And it was a he good was. PR, and it was a great PR story too. Absolutely, him and him and Titus together made for great PR, which is sure. why it was very weird that yeah. that uh, Darren Young got cut. But then again, he was uh, a bit snake snake bit by injuries. He uh, was, you know, he, he seemed like he uh, every time he got hurt, he'd come back and then get hurt immediately thereafter. Uh, speaking of John Cena, real quick, John Cena coming back in September. It sounds like uh, first show back is going to be in China. Yeah. Uh, and he's promising a new move, but I have That's, a bigger question. Okay. What the fuck's with his hair? Uh, it has to be for uh, a movie shooting or something, right? Has to be. Uh, like, it's in that weird... Li- uh, so so last summer, he was kind of grow or, or last fall, whenever it was, he was kind of growing it out a bit. And I guess that was yeah. for Bumblebee. Uh, and it looked weird. Yes. Now it looks really weird. Now he's starting to get like early Randy Orton emo hair. It's <laughs> real weird. It's well, maybe with this whole breakup on again, off again thing yeah. with Nikki, which who the fuck knows or cares at this point uh, if that's what's real and what's not. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, it has to be for a movie. He can't think that looks good. Yeah, no, he's ripped as fuck though. Oh, dude, got but yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there's something weird there. Just like. Uh, the the way he's built looks unnatural to me. I'm gonna be honest. Like I know he's a gym fiend. Uh, I just something looks real like weird. Like see, real synthetic, uh, uh, real injected into his butthole sort of thing. I'm not going to cast dispersions, but I will say, hey, Hollywood's got access to the best HGH. Look at Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, and Dwayne. Okay, there's no way Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne is yeah. much more massive than he was back in his uh, his days in the Fed. Yeah, at, at 46, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. like have you, you do naturally. Have you ever watched Ballers? I have not watched Ballers. Uh, I, I, well, actually, that's not true. I watched like the first two episodes and didn't grab. Okay. Me. All right, because I loved Arliss, yes. and I love The Rock, so I feel like yes. I should, but it seems very 
it seems more entourage than Arliss, which is kind of what's turning me off to it. That's accurate. Uh, it reminded me more of later entourage. I liked early entourage, but it reminded me more of later entourage. And I just went, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I, I, I get my Dwayne Johnson in shitty action movies where he punches giant buildings. It's great. Uh, he punched the building. <laughs> the building wasn't the enemy, was it? Or was it? Look, man, Dwayne Johnson's in a movie with something. He's going to punch it. It's going to bat. That's yeah. I've seen him punch torpedoes. I've seen him punch giant apes. I've seen him punch buildings. I, I've seen him punch 14-year-old girls that he's a tooth fairy for. He punches everything. It's a good gimmick to have. One Punch Man starring Dwayne Johnson. Uh, yeah, exactly. Works it, out great. It writes uh, itself. So uh, that was Raw over on the SmackDown side. Uh, the build for Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura continued with Randy Orton. <laughs> He's got to be added to that match on Tuesday. I mean, I, I, I would say that he has to at this point. Otherwise, what's the fucking point of all this? I don't know. I, I like this, Randy. I, they, Randy Orton, at least two or three months out of the year, gets really motivated. It's and true. it's awesome. It's true. Yeah. When when Randy wants to play, he, he can he can he can uh, he can knock it out of the park. And his promos have been really good recently. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and the, the fucking ear hole thing. Oh, ah. was, yeah, that was cringy. Uh, in, the, in the good kind of cringy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, that, that's 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 interesting. Um, you know, and I feel like almost that's getting a little more excitement than the world title match on the SmackDown side because Joe and AJ kind of seems lost in the mix a little bit, which is shocking considering they're two of the greatest in-ring performers in, in pro wrestling today. I'm hoping this means it's going to be the opposite scenario of Shinsuke and AJ at Mania. Shinsuke and and AJ at Mania, everybody was like, it's two of the greatest in-ring performers of their generation. They're going to be on the biggest stage. It's going to be the greatest match of all time. Hell, I think I might have said that on this podcast. (laughs) And then it wasn't bad, but it was storyline. Right. They were going to tell us a story that was going to lead somewhere else. Okay, cool. Well, now we have AJ and Joe, which on paper, two of the greatest of their generation, one of the biggest stages. never thought you'd see it in a WWE ring. Here we go. I would dare say the subdued setup means they have a greater ceiling of which to perform. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that. That makes that makes a bit of sense in your logic. You know, they're doing a lot of uh, a lot of storytelling up front so that once they get in there, they can just, uh, you know, beat each other up which is really all i want to see i want to see those guys just just yeah. knock the crap out of each other and not on the gwn network i want to see it on the wwe network for my yeah. 9.99 a month so um yeah that's a sleeper possible best match of the card which you know we, we always say that about aj styles because he's that damn good uh but Absolutely. getting him in there against somebody uh, the caliber of a, of a joey samoe uh yeah. gets me uh rather excited there yeah also on the smackdown side of things uh Kind of a weird angle for uh, Daniel Bryan and The Miz as uh, Daniel Bryan uh, gets his match formally accepted by The Miz for SummerSlam prior to the show. Kind of a weird turn of events. Not actually on the show. It was on WWE.com and social media an hour before the show. So then Bryan shows up on the set, quote unquote, of Miz and Mrs., Backstage at the venue of SmackDown. Yeah, because if I'm thinking about this lot, you know, in storyline logic, there's no logic. But if I'm thinking about this in storyline logic, <laughs> Daniel Bryan pulled a Steve Austin in Brian Pillman's house. 
He oh. showed up at his house. There were cameras there. Basically, the Miz needed a gun, and we could have just run the whole thing back. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that analogy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that one. one think bit. about that angle, you're not, though. You no, had. You're not you wrong. Had, and yeah, that's that, like that's it. what also feels so weird about it. You had Daniel Bryan, who the crowd loves. He's a lovable underdog. Did really kind of a dickish thing in the storyline. He showed up at the Miz's house and beat the shit out of him for no that's real discernible reason. He got what he wanted. He got a match. He got it. He got his match. Yeah, it, it's it's a WWE baby phase way of uh, facing their their things. Kind of like how on Raw when after. Roman Reigns beat Baron Corbin with the laziest spear ever. Uh, Finn Balor came out and, and beat up the guy who just been beat. You right. Know, it's it's right. the weird WWE babyface way of acting. It's a very Vince McMahon babyface way of yeah, thinking. Like, I know. Yes, the 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 hero of the story is the asshole. I mean, it just it just feels like something he would do. Uh, before I talk about the main event, which was tremendous, I also wanted to point out our truth is back. And <laughs> holy oh shit. Oh my god. That dude is in incredible shape and doing shockingly well in the ring for A coming off an injury, but B, he's also pushing 50. Yeah, he's old in terms yeah. of, of WWE uh wrestlers. Uh but he he's a capable hand and go out there and fill a role and uh, he did. He did with the match with Nakamura, but the match was great, but the promo, the backstage segment ahead of time. Mm -hmm. With uh, it was Renee and Nakamura, uh, and then in comes our truth, um, talking about getting a title shot. And they were like, How are you gonna get a title shot? And he says the funniest line in WWE in months he says, The same way everybody else does by pinning Carmella. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, golf clap! Well golf done. clap! That was well chef kiss on that, and yeah. delivers it the, the way only our truth can. Yes. Um, great, great stuff there. Our, our truth as bizarre uh, continuity guy and and uh, keeper of of canon is my new favorite thing in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> him showing up. I mean, slightly askewed, you know, him showing yeah. up for the wrong promos at the wrong time or was it he tried to win the Royal Rumble by climbing a ladder like, yeah. uh, you know, just having things slightly off. That's my I, I like this character for our truth. That, that's that's peak our truth. Peak our yeah. truth right there. I mean, little Jimmy was was great back yes. in the day. I yes. did enjoy the fuck out of some little Jimmy stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. You just reminded me of the greatness that was the all too brief our uh, truth and Miz super heel tag team. Yeah, I forget what match it was, but it was like a hell in the cell that they broke into awesome truth. Yeah, uh, and and like uh, you know the all all the good guys ran out from the back to try to get them out. Like it turned into a whole riot situation. It was a really cool angle for the time, but yeah, you know they they yeah. totally got their legs knocked out from under them within two weeks. Dude's been around, so he's teamed up with pretty much everybody. <laughs> that's at one point. Okay, quick and Road Dog getting rowdy. That's oh, that's how long. <laughs> okay, quick. So oh, bringing it back. Main event. Yes. Of smackdown mm -hmm. wonderful match the finals of the smackdown tag team title shot tournament as we had the bar and the new day going up mono mono team to team uh great fucking match just one of the best tv matches for wwe in ages yeah um both teams doing out of this world stuff it was uh, uh biggie and kofi for the new day uh, I mean, you had Cesaro fucking giant swinging Biggie. Like, yeah. there, there were so many great moments in this. And it was a really good match. 
it, it made all four guys seem like top tier talent, absolute world beaters, main eventers, brilliant fucking shit. Yeah, it, it was really good. And, uh, you know, I was I was rooting for the bar um, I'm right there with you because I love me some Cesaro will forever and Sheamus as well. Um, and the New Day have been in the title picture a lot over the past, uh, you know, year or so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I, I, I think the Bludgeon Brothers and New Day will be another great match at uh, SummerSlam because, you know, they're all very talented and there's a there's a good, um, you know, different different uh, style styles clashes, if you will, um, mm-hmm. between those two teams. So I think it, it's going to be really good. But I really just was really pulling for the bar. I really wanted them to come out on top and just because it would be something a little different, you know, the, we right. hadn't seen the bar in a while and we're like, all right, they're back. They got some momentum. Maybe they'll win this tournament, win the tag title, something like that. But no, nah, it didn't, didn't quite happen that way, but a great match. I mean, the, the SmackDown tag division is the exact polar opposite of the raw tag division. Every team is, is very, very popular with the fans. Every team is a pairing that I'm intrigued to see. Yeah. Uh, so you can't go wrong. But yeah, Bar versus uh, Bludgeon Brothers would be, uh, a, a, if not brand spanking new, a rarely seen match. And I, I would have loved to see. But hey, uh, I can't complain about New Day and Bludgeon Brothers. What I can complain about, though, is something that I know, Chris, you're going to enjoy getting into. Oh, is I can't wait. The bullshit on the internet that followed. The internet is just a wealth of bullshit. And few things are more dumb than when someone from WWE creative decides to take a shining moment. And as opposed to just accepting the praise that they receive in these moments where, you know, uh, everything lines up perfectly. Fans and staff alike are excited about the end result. Someone had to go on the internet and gloat. And it is our favorite WWE uh, writer uh, m- management. I, I don't know how to describe his role. Asshole. Yeah. Uh, bag. Unfortunately, unfortunately, not dead. Uh, posted later that same night, Michael P.S. Hayes. What did Doc Hendricks say? What did that ask? I quote. Say? Oh, God. Congratulations to New Day and the bar who tore the house down. How do they do that by grabbing a hold and letting the audience absorb all the awesome action they had just performed? Sorry, preformed. I guess these hard workers were resting. Quotes around resting. No, they were storytelling to each their own. I fucking hate that guy so much. He 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 is a cum stain on the sham wow that is the WWE. Pretty much. But what this turned into, fortunately or unfortunately, okay, is a back and forth between Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh, God. Did Rip Rogers get involved? No, no. Okay. Uh, so, someone just as ridiculous. Uh, some random fans on Twitter. Uh-huh. And Dr. Tom Pritchard. Oh, God. And it turned into old men yelling at Cloud. Oh, man. Where was Jim Cornette during all this? Uh, Cornette, to my understanding, is not yet chimed in, but I also don't follow him on Twitter. So 
Is that a choice for your mental well-being? Uh, honestly, most uh, <laughs> most of wrestling Twitter, I let other things tell me. Like uh, okay, I, yeah, I, I, I look at I look at our our roughhouse follow list, for example. Uh, I I don't let it slide into my normal Twitter feed. I um, all right, but uh, yeah. So, all right, guys, let's 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 try to to step this one back. Uh, yes, congratulations new day in the bar they did tear the house down yeah. well done nailed it do they do that by grabbing a hold and letting the audience absorb the awesome action they just performed no no actually they didn't that match was throwing bombs i yeah. don't know if if y'all saw the same match i saw i would hope you did because you had a much better view of the action than i did because you were in the <laughs> fucking building but that was not your standard wwe grab a rest hold and work until you know work through the commercial break yeah that was four dudes busting their ass throwing out bombs throwing each like other and themselves around yes this is not the match that you put on a pedestal to try to tell us that less is more yeah that match was more is more yeah, like he, he's not smart enough to realize that though. He he wears fanny packs and dyes his uh dyes his his goatee a different color than his fucking long ridiculous <laughs> fake hair. He's a piece of shit. And this is what they call storytelling. Oh god. I mean <laughs> I'm all for guys working a safer style. I'm all for guys being smart about the bumps they take and the moments that they pick but don't pat yourself on the back for not doing something or sorry put yourself on the back for doing something you didn't actually do did he like put this match together or was he a producer on this match or something why is he even I know, why is he know. even chiming in on this what does he have to do with it why can't he just go away why can't he just get some cabin out in bumfuck uh alabama and just sit there and and crank at the old awa videos i, I don't i don't want to hear from him i don't want to see his stupid dyed goatee uh, i don't want to see his his terrible uh fashion choices and fanny packs i don't want to hear his his terrible um nonsensical remarks online or anywhere else, I sure as fuck never want to hear him sing Bad Street USA ever again. I was going to say, if you, away. if you listen into the middle distance, listen very quietly. You hear that beyond the brush, beyond the birds chirping, beyond the crickets? Michael P.S. Hayes' Hall of Fame induction speech is still going on. Oh my right god. Now. What <laughs> a waste of fucking oxygen. Jesus Christ. I, I, I really can't stand that guy. At, at all, Vinny Mac, you've got billions of dollars at your disposal. Sure, set up a football league, but can you kill this motherfucker already? <laughs> or at least just like keep him tied up to a radiator, or like you know, just locked in a basement with Black like you know, moan style, lock him up. <laughs> yeah, lock, get, lock, get, him. get him looking all good like Christina Ricci, putting no. Michael P.S. Hayes in a tube top and have Justin Timberlake around. <laughs> Works for me, man. <laughs> Just as long as he's not around oh, my progress. We can call it Bad Street Moon. Let's do this. Glorious. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. 
Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. So you say you want to be a pro wrestler? Well, head on down to Dr. Boner Fingers Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School. Hi, I'm Dr. Boner Fingers. I've never wrestled, but I have at least 14 to 15 VHS tapes of prior pro wrestling events. Slamboree, World War III, In Your House, 1997. I've owned them all. I've watched them multiple times. I once bought a pair of Owen Hart's tights off of eBay prior to his untimely demise. We have a ring set up. Is it a real ring? It's mostly just mats and some jump ropes I found at a local Salvation Army, but that shit looks pretty convincing. Come on down, $8,000 a month. Me and my certified staff and by certified, I mean not a one of them has muscular dystrophy. We'll train you in the fine art of professional wrestling as we assume it's done since we watch a whole shit ton of wrestling. TNA, WWE, Ring of Honor, we watch it, we think we know what to do, and you're going to learn how to what to possibly do based on what the hell we think is up. Only $8,500 for enrollment or one huge ass bag of cocaine. Again, Dr. Boner Fingers Flapjack Jamboree Wrestling School, located out back of the shed, out back of the Arby's at the corner of Butthole and Smith.